Get your broadband moving all around your home so you can start flexing in the living room. And that sourdough can start rising in the kitchen. For streaming from the front door to the attic, connect with our best ever Wi-Fi all around your home. Sky Broadband. Your world is limitless. For more information, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. I am your host and Grandmaster Zane C. Webber, here with two return and veteran debaters. <laughs> you make it sound like we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have both won at least one debate in the past, so there is that. No pressure. Well, so that's we how we are, ended up here. We are debating... Toy Story 2 vs. Up today, another difficult, difficult debate. They're all difficult at this stage, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. they are. Um, so, defending Toy Story 2, we have... Miranda Selwood. And defending Up... Shane Anderson. And keeping us honest by fact-checking us all the way to the end today, we have none other than Carly, Carly Skelton. Skelton. Hi, Zancy Weber. How you going, Carly? Great. Oh, that's a wonderful time. Ready to, ready, to, <laughs> ready to do this. Do you have any biases to declare before we start the debate? I really don't. I don't. I like them both equally. Mm. Yeah, that's what makes these debates difficult. So, in round two, we have a slightly <laughs> different format than what you might have been accustomed to in round one. We have each of our debaters open with six minutes to give both the positives of their film and the negatives of their opponent's film. Then we take a quick break and I will come back with a question and answer segment where both Carly and I can chime in with questions about points that you have made or perhaps some points that you have avoided making. <laughs> then we'll take Shit. another quick break and you will have Ooh. a final round to make your final statements before I make the impossible choice between Toy Story 2 and Up. I mean, I it's the easy it choice. <laughs> it's the easy choice, at least from my perspective. So we have we'll determined... Say, correct, Shane. It is an easy choice. <laughs> we right, have determined Jessie? that... Right, Bullseye? Miranda has brought in props uh, in, in the form of uh, plush figurines, is what I'm going to call them. Is that what you would call them? Sure. I have Jesse the yodeling cowgirl and Bullseye. He's Woody's horse. He is Woody's horse. Or Jesse's horse. No, he's Woody's, Woody's horse. horse. Mm. It's like you haven't even heard the theme song. Okay. <laughs> Let's... Sorry, I'm it? really nervous and it's <laughs> coming out as aggression. <laughs> no, passionate. We'll go with that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started. So you will have six minutes, Shane. Mm -hmm. uh, at five minutes, you will get a warning. The warning will sound like this. And then at six, you will be cut off by Duckwing Duck saying... The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box! All right. Do we have any questions before we get into it? Not at all. Um, okay. Can I just win without doing this? No. That's a Negatory. Easy, easy one to answer. <laughs> okay. So, Shane, your time will start when you start talking. Good luck, Shane. Today, listeners, we have a very singular showdown, Up and Toy Story 2. One is an original, rich, complex, mature story told with incredible visual literacy and deeply emotional filmmaking. And the other is a sequel made to generate a spike in merchandise sales with a weak plot, weaker villain, and overwhelmingly surpassed by the other films in its own franchise that happened to make a ton of money. 
Up came into the scene in 2009, opening the Cannes Film Festival, the most prestigious film festival in the world. A wholly original tale of an ageing man, unable to deal with grief, and an adventurous child there to show him that there's more to life than stuff. The real adventure is, in the most earnest way possible, the people we meet along the journey that is life. Directors Pete Doctor and Bob Peterson brought a veritable ocean, or sky rather, of craft into the project, and it all kicks off with the opening sequence. Hailed as a masterpiece in its own right, there is ne'er a dry hour in the house when this movie is playing. Telling the story of falling in love, living a life, losing a life, and losing the love of your life. To express such a complex tale with the breadth of emotion in such a short amount of time is such a feat alone, but up does not stop there. Not a single choice within the rest of the film isn't imbued with the richness of the narrative, down to the shapes of the main characters, Carl as a square and Russell as a balloon. The colour palette that illustrates the journey from stale grief to joyous celebration of life, using dry fall colours of the house without Ellie, the museum of skeletons on Munster's ship, and Shady Oak's retirement village, contrasted with with the rainbow extravaganza of spring, South America, Ellie, and our wily burb companion, Kevin. Next comes the sweeping Oscar-winning score by Michael Giacchino, built around a waltz. The dance of life lived by Carl and Ellie. The melody is woven into high adventure and intimate moments alike, with all the weight of that love permeating through the fabric of the narrative. If this weren't enough, we are taken on this journey via two diverse vocal talents, Ed Asner and Jordan Nagai. The, later is no, the latter is noted as the first American... Asian lead in a Pixar film. These two talents embody so completely each of the characters and themes and ideas they represent. All these elements combined and made up one of the most successful outings of Pixar's entire history to that point. $735 million at the global box office, the number two Pixar film at the time, and to this day, one of only three non-sequel films in their top ten box office grosses. Up won two Oscars, including Best Animated Feature and Best Score, and was nominated for an additional 153 major industry awards, winning 75 of them and making up the towering achievement of the company at the time. Even outside of the company, Up has retained its place in the culture of cinema as a whole, reaching out beyond the realms of just Pixar or just animation. It has been referenced and revered year after year since its release and has a place as one of the greatest films of all time. <clears throat> By far the greatest achievement at Up is in literally communicating such gargantuan lessons on mortality and life, some of the biggest and most universal themes that exist, and doing so with such compassion and wholesome honesty, it does so by using every inch of the frame and every beat of the soundtrack. Now, Toy Story 2, my opponent will tell you of the financial and the critical success of this film, and all are true, but Toy Story 2 is a film designed from the get-go as a means to sell toys. Not just toys, but more toys. Uh, the first installment of the film broke new technical ground in animated feature storytelling, and the sequel, admittedly not entirely without substance, veers consistently into the realm of mass-market consumerism and removes itself from honest storytelling. <coughs> To break it down, Toy Story 2 essentially contains two storylines, that of Buzz and Woody. Primarily, we're going to focus on Buzz's story, which is severely lacking. Uh, an intentional parody of Star Wars it amounts to a bad version of Spaceballs, uh, the potential emotional core of Buzz finding his identity by proxy of the other Buzz. This plot is reduced to a punchline parody of I Am Your Father. We, the audience, are robbed of the wonderful and soulful expression that is usually present in Pixar films. This phenomenon is known as bathos, a sudden turn from the serious to the trivial. Compare it to Up, where the jokes are placed amidst the action, but they leave the big emotional beats alone, free to touch our hearts and our minds. It indicates that the filmmakers don't have confidence in their own story. They use the joke to distract from the film's dramatic shortcomings. Now, Woody's story is admittedly a little more rounded. However, a decent half of the film does not make for a great whole. You have a plethora of characters who exist for punchlines and the inevitable toy sales. Uh, in addition, the film has since its release been criticised in part for a casting couch scene involving pro the prospector Stinky Pete and some Barbie dolls. 
roles. Uh, the scene now tainted with the realisation that director John Lasseter engaged with actual such behaviours in real life has since been removed by Disney. That villain also, Stinky Pete, He's a bit of a weak villain. He's old and he's fat to show that old and fat people are evil. And this contrasts to Up, where both protagonists are old. Um, and, and notably, you know, uh, Pete's motivations are sort of uh, moustache-twirlingly bad, if you will. Uh, overall, Toy Story 2 was the sequel that started Pixar's run of sequels to the point where uh, their last five films, of all of their last five films, only one of them is an original. With its jokes and its parodies, Toy Story 2 plays like a direct-to-DVD sequel rather than a full-fledged theatrical feature. Admittedly, Jesse's story stands out as good storytelling, but the rest of the movie falls far too short of that moment to make the whole film work. Okay, yes. no problem. So, five minutes, well done. So, Miranda, we will go straight into your turn. You'll have six minutes with a warning at five. So, your time starts. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I can't do it. It can't be done. Okay. Your time starts uh, no. when you start Shh. talking. You can do it. And all facts were correct. Yahoo. Good job. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. According Is that to me Wikipedia. starting? I haven't started yet, but I'm about to. <laughs> Deep breath. Toy Story 2 was released in 1999 and it was only the third of the Disney Pixar animations um, following Toy Story, its original, and A Bug's Life, which occurred after it. Um, Up was um, film made 10 years later. So comparatively, um, it had a lot more of Pixar behind it. Um, but that's not to say that Toy Story 2 wasn't a fantastically made film. Directed by Pixar innovator and driver John Lasseter with a team of the strongest Pixar writers and directors in Ash Brannan, Lee Unkirk, Andrew Stanton, who incidentally also voiced Zerg, and Joe Ranth, <laughs> who was the voice of Wheezy and um, in, has a very impressive resume of his own of animated classics such as Nightmare Before Christmas, The Little Mermaid, Rescuers Down Under and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Despite sounding like a boys club, the three major producers on this movie were all women. Uh, Helene Plotkin, Karen Robert Jackson and Sarah MacArthur. Originally pitched as a direct-to-video release, which was interesting that uh, my opponent here stated that Disney executives were so impressed with the first treatments of the release that they upgraded the production to a full-length cinema release. This was also driven by the amazing talent in the cast. Uh, the story is told of Woody, who was stolen by a toy collector. Uh, Buzz and his friends set out on a rescue mission to save him um, before he's t sold to a toy museum. It's 92 millions uh, minutes of brilliant clever, funny, heartfelt writing encased in an action-packed rescue adventure. A true family movie that is equally enjoyable by all ages. Yes, it is a sequel and Lasseter is quoted as saying, we didn't want to t retell the same story with the same people like so many sequels do. We wanted to create a new adventure that would be equal to the first. Um, for him, it was a story that held the audience, not necessarily the advances in technology, which were big at that time, as Pixar was developing the, in these early stages, they were developing rapidly. Um, they tried to bring the characters up to another level, which is a classic Disney tradition, and they've put that into this new medium of computer-generated animation. When they were done with the first film, they felt that there were so many more ideas and stories for these characters to be told, and that is what led to the sequel. Uh, Lasseter and the team from the first film 
I took a bunch of ideas that were put out for the original movie but were cut due to story reasons um, and they made a comeback in this sequel some of the, as some of the most recognisable parts of the film. The Buzz Lightyear cartoon that forms the opening sequence, Woody's nightmare sequence, the yard sale and the obsessive toy collector character which are significant story drivers and of course our favourite squeezy toy, Wheezy the Penguin. Um, Andrew Stanton, another of the writers, said, I'm a believer that you can't force a sequel just because of popular demand. There's got to be a self-sufficient reason for the movie to exist. And in addition to all the great humour and action, Toy Story 2 has a depth of emotion that they were able to create much better than the original film. From the horse's mouth, there you go. As far as animation is concerned, the faster and more sophisticated technology than previous Pixar films allowed animators to concentrate a lot more on their performance. It's sometimes easy to forget that the physical acting of characters is produced by the artists and animators. A lot of the subtlety that you see in this film, nevertheless, comes from the artist and the extra time that they were able to be given, not from the technical advances. A team of over 250 artists, animators and technicians continued to push the envelope in creativity and technology to help tell this story in new and exciting ways. The impressive technological investment in the way um, human characters are designed and animated came from this film, improving the depiction of human skin, hair and clothing textures. Andy's dog, for instance, is covered in nearly four million hairs and even with the advancement of computing power, it took up to 20 hours to render a single frame. This attention to textural detail and how it moved represented leaps and bounds in the advancement of Pixar's skill set, which you would see in other films later down the track, like, I don't know, Up. <coughs> uh, the brilliant mix of recognisable screen actors and veteran voice actors in the cast really bring this film to life. Returning from the original, Tom Hanks as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz and Don Rickles as Potato Head, um, Wallace Shawn as Rex, Jim Verney as Slinky and John Ratzenberger as Ham, who has been described at Pixar as the king of the one-liner and who incidentally also has a cameo in Up, which sounds like Ham to me. <laughs> That's all I hear when I see it. Um, they're joined by Joan Cusack as Jesse, Kelsey Grammer as the prospector and Wayne Knight as Al. It's worth noting that Tim Allen actually voices two Buzz Lightyears in this movie, double the Tim Allen for the win. The voice actors had nothing but praise for Lassiter's talents as a director and storyteller. Disney Pixar's Greatest Hits album uh, contains two tracks from Toy Story 2 and only one track from the award-winning Up score, despite the album being released at the same time as Up. In addition to a magical and adventurous score, Randy Newman created a new big band arrangement for the franchise's signature tune, You Got a Friend in Me, recorded by the amazing Robert Goulet and wrote two new songs, Woody's Roundup theme recorded by Riders in the Sky, a Grammy award-winning American music group, and The Melancholy When She Loved Me. This sequence is the in the film this sequence in the film rivals Up's opening as a sentimental tear inducing flashback um, it is accompanied by the beautiful sincerity of Sarah McLaughlin's vocal prowess Newman describes this song as a window to Jessie's soul and McLaughlin admits that she was captured by the sense of loss that was so beautifully expressed in Newman's writing the sound design and score throughout the film um, are subtly and expertly managed to create the dual worlds of the toys and the humans Newman deliberately scored the music of the magic of the toys coming to life. This is most evident in the crossing the road sequence where the, which flips between the toys moving which is fully underscored and when they stop and the music is silent while the cars crash around them. You can also hear in this scene the plastic tip tap of toys, parts, the clink of change bouncing in Ham's belly and any number of small sounds that would otherwise be indiscernible in the world. Well, well, no, no, you Unfortunately that is your six minutes. I should have timed it. <laughs> Uh, Carly, 
have we got any facts to check? No, everything was really accurate. I've been I've checked three different websites. Everything that everybody has said so far mm-hmm. is correct. All is right. accurate. Well, well we will take. We're at the top of our game. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not. I did, I didn't hit on so many big points that I still needed to make. Don't worry. We will get <gasps> to that time. perhaps in the next round. We'll take a quick break and we will be back with the question and answer segment. Right, question and answer time. Shane. Yes. I'm going to pick on you. Okay. So be prepared. You said that the buzz story is lacking because it builds on tropes of what we know. You also said the Sticky Peak is a weak villain because of his tropishness. Is it not part of the Toy Story 2? How do I put Is it not part of what they're trying to do by both undermining and exploring the basis of these tropes? But they don't – they never really explore the basis of – like, they, they don't – they address the trope, but then they don't go any further than that. Like, Stinky Pete doesn't then reveal that his motivations are because of um, something more complicated or complex. Jesse's does, and then and Jesse explores it, and I've sort of mentioned that, but Stinky Pete kind of – And is that why he's not the villain, though? He is the villain. Because he doesn't expand outside of himself. Like the way that Jesse does, she ex- she explores the world outside of herself as a character, as into herself as a person. So, th- so there's two different things here that I think you're going for. One is like a villain is the character who doesn't change, which is true of Up. Months is the guy obsessed from his childhood. He's mm-hmm. he's he's Carl without realizing that life is worth living. Um, but all of uh, Months's tropes are built around. Uh, things like reputation and things like things that are a little bit more complex than than um, Stinky Pete, who's just kind of like, ah, we need to be preserved because we need to be preserved, and and you know he, he gets dispatched in you know. It's sorry, is this open discussion? Yeah, well, you can speak. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll I'll motion you quiet if <laughs> uh, if we're comparing. Um, you know, fruit sources. This is kind of apples and oranges because you're comparing a main storyline to a, what is it? almost a, a secondary storyline. Um, but I think that Stinky Pete or the Prospector is, a is as all the toys are, a product of the time that he was created in. And um, I would also argue that Toy Story 2 is pitched generally at um, a younger or broader audience, which includes a younger audience. So they're not going to add in complexity for the sake of complexity um, because they're, they're really looking at the main messages in a more accessible way. They're not trying to complicate them. Okay. We're also talking 10 we're years a little, earlier. getting a little part away from what I was asking. The is, question is, the is you, you, you said that the tropishness of Toy Story 2 is a weakness. I'm saying I that it is... I think that's what makes it accessible. And that's that's what I'm trying to say, that I think it's one of the tools that it uses to get its message across. Right, okay, but take, for example, Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 1. These other two films... I know we're not debating these films, but as far as um, they uh, being part of the same canon, they're pitched at presumably the same audience, and both of them explore tropes and undermine them in ways that Toy Story 2 kind of doesn't. I think that and Toy Story 2 undermines them by making light of them. It just undermines them in a different way. But it doesn't go... It, when you say undermines, like, it says this is the trope, 
but then that's where it stops for there as opposed to um uh, how do we put this like in in toy story 3 um where it just goes it, it presents these tropes and then instead of having some some wackadoo thing it goes it decides to follow through and go to a really really dark place for example for toy story 3 as opposed to toy story 2 you know th- i mean they're both very similar films they end in a giant mechanical thing but as opposed to just being oh it's you'll end up on the wrong plane or something like that it's, oh no you could die um and i don't think it's toy story 2's mission to I think it's a bit disingenuous to say that it's aiming for a simpler, less complex audience. Pixar have always been aiming for the same audience. That's true across their oeuvre. And Toy Story 2 is the most jokey, silly... It plays... When I'm saying it plays like a straight-to-DVD sequel, that's a lot of what those things are. They're made to... The kids will buy it, they'll stick it on repeat on the DVD and the parents can go do, you know, the taxes or whatever that parents do. (laughs) Okay. All right. So... You also mentioned the, the the array of awards that Up won, and quite rightly it did. Where no one's saying that Up should not have won these awards. Do you think that had, did those awards exist ten years earlier, that Toy Story two would have would have succeeded at least uh, partially as well? Because at least the Best Animation Oscar did not exist when Toy Story two was released. Correct, correct. But even outside of that, there's a lot of these, a lot of the major industry awards are things like the National Film Critics Circle, the Boston Film Critics, all those kind of things. Those all existed prior and Up was the first, one of the first ones, Beauty and the Beast did it beforehand, um, to break out of just the animated category to extend to film And do you think that that is Up by itself and not Pixar's reputation that has, that opened the door for Up? which in part was Toy Story 2 and the Toy Story franchise. It was basically the eligible year after Toy Story 2 was the one where they went, you know what, there mm. really should be an award for animated films. That's um, what I was getting it, at, yeah. It's almost a direct but correlation. Even, <laughs> even, even if you take out the Oscars, so so we're here with the Oscars, who rules change, uh, but, but take out the Oscars, there's the film critic circles, all of these other industry awards. The Annie Awards were around, I believe, when Toy Story 2 was around. Toy the, Story the, 2 kind of swept the Annie Awards that year yes. too. Correct, correct, as did Up in its own year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, but what I mean is that, like, so as far as animation awards concerned I, that doesn't really calculate yeah Up might have won more because they've invented more actually, awards actually Up as non- only won two Annie Awards the year oh, it was really? eligible oh there you go well my, my point is not so much to and the, the so critical acclaim seven for Toy Story 2 <laughs> um, my, my point is more for the, the build up and the impetus behind Pixar as a company and the products that they released basically pushing Up to, towards but the they top. hypothetically had that when they did Finding Nemo, um, that 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 big critical. Oh my God, Pixar are doing this because Finding Nemo was also. Well, it a- wasn't just Pixar it, across the board. In that ten years between the release of these two films, um, the the general quality of animation and animated films from the perspective of story writing and scripting and um, the caliber of voice cast that they were attracting across a lot of different companies came a little further to it wasn't just children but i don't know if the quality of the writing is something that should technically change over time because the quality of the writing should be the same regardless of the technology i mean companies were were in were putting more quality writing into animated films companies were starting to create films animated films that were of the same caliber of Mm. live action films as far as the question here did toy story 2 influence (laughs) 
is Toy Story 2 the reason behind Up's no, ability I'm, no, to no, no. break out? Is Up taking taking credit for what for everything for the shoulders of the giants that it is standing on? Is, uh, is but that's is not entirely. It doesn't mean that the awards weren't weren't valid. It's just Absolutely. that there were there was a greater pool to win from. But then I you could say the same thing from question. Toy Story 2 through to. Snow White Can back in 1930. Correct. Wherever. We could, and we have done that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question for Miranda this time. Yeah. Uh, so, is it would Toy Story have won? <laughs> my no. My question is so. Uh, Shane has made the point a couple of times that Toy Story two seemed to be a merchandise grab, introducing new characters uh, and toys that were going on to be sold, and he pointed to the. To the inspiration that you've brought to the to the table today, can you um, answer the point as to why it wasn't solely that, and why the characters themselves, <clears throat> if they do, have merit? Uh, the characters absolutely have their own merit, and it's 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 something that that team of of writers and producers and animators came together and um, when they were creating the story and they were looking at these characters, they were looking at all of the uh, all of the things these characters still had to say and um, the introduction of Jesse in particular um, as the main part of that next group of of mm-hmm. toys was a very deliberate um, point of adding a strong female character into the mix because um, in the was one of the things that they got into a little bit of trouble over um, in Toy Story 1 and uh, the whole feminist representation in film and particularly in children's films um, was really coming to the fore as an argument. So um, they created all of these new characters to tell a new story um, but keeping the, uh, the that idea that you're building on the base of the original characters that you mm. already had. So we see a little bit more of some of the the side characters from the first film and I it's amazing to see how they could keep adding more in without taking things away from characters that existed previously. Um, but they did in they talked about things like um, even in the animation process that they had built these characters for the original film and now they needed to go on this new different adventure and it was things like well we haven't built that character in their animation to be able to do these things they need to do so they redrafted a lot of them but so, kept that soul of each character can I ask so don't you don't think it's hypocritical that in a film where they say quite scathing things about consumerism that they then go on and do the exact same thing to their products. Uh, they're not saying scathing things about consumerism. They're saying scathing things about um, buying things for the sake of owning them. Okay. Um, they're saying that toys are made to be played with and that that's something across um, a lot of different sort of things could still make sense. There's no point spending an excessive amount of money on something that you're not going to use for its purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, we see that struggle also with Woody. Um, he he feels like he could live forever in the toy museum. He gets convinced on that point, but um, he comes back and says, you know what, I, I am built to be played with. And yes, I'm going to get outgrown, but I wouldn't miss the time I've got for the world. So 
it's actually a very similar idea to the what's the message that's given in Up. But I think that we see it with one character with Up and we see it with a lot of different characters from a lot of different perspectives in mm-hmm. Toy Story. So we don't just get the old man who's who's been focused on the wrong thing for a long time and become crotchety about it or the one guy who's been focused on finding this bird and let everything else in his life disappear we're seeing it from the perspective of the toys who represent children and parents and grandparents and that idea across the board of not being focused on what you can give in life okay could I just have a counterpoint to that? Because I feel like... You have 30 seconds. On the same, on the ideas of the themes, I think Up can do it more universally because Up, the crux of Up uses ageing as its thing as opposed to toys. And ageing is inevitable, but toys are not. There are a lot of kids that do not have toys or a lot of kids that are, are, are too poor to have toys. Not that necessarily those kids would have been able to go to the cinema to see a movie, but they're probably more likely to come across it. Um, as a kid myself who didn't have a lot of toys growing up, uh, you know... Aging is an inevitable part of it and therefore it, it's a more universally presented version of that theme as opposed to... And that's a theme that... I would wager, though, that you don't understand that until you've aged. Oh, everyone ages. I remember being five years old and being scared of turning 10. I'm being 10 and scared of we turning We can talk about <laughs> yeah. this when we're older. Let's take another break and we'll come back with closing arguments. Now it's time for our closing arguments. So, Shane, you'll have three minutes to uh, sum up all your points, make new ones at your own peril. I may or may not write them down. About why Up is a better Disney film than Toy Story 2. And your time starts when you start talking. When it comes to choosing which is the better Disney film, you must look at the lasting impact each film has made. Toy Story 2 has its moments, but it falls short of the innovation of its predecessor and the critical and box office draws of its sequels. Up stands on its own, reaching beyond just an animated film. It was only the second animated film to be a Best Picture nominee after Beauty and the Beast. It touches on the most complex and universal of themes and makes them palatable to all audiences from 8 to 88. A diverse cast a heartfelt storytelling and a spectacular use of cinematic language all combine to make up the best Disney film. Whereas Toy Story 2 delivers us a slew of cheap parody jokes engaging in bathos to switch suddenly from serious to trivial with none of the elegance of a movie like Up. We are left wanting the innovation of the Toy Story, of the first Toy Story or the genuine deeply felt emotions of the third one. Toy Story 2 has a few good scenes but lacks the cohesion that Up or indeed many other Pixar films do. It feels like a straight-to-DVD sequel. It was designed as a straight-to-DVD sequel, but now has extra money behind it. And this absolutely can be enjoyed by children and make a lot of money, but box office is rarely an indicator of quality. Some of the best films tank and some of the worst films end up in the top 10 grosses of all time. We measure a film by the way it resonates with the audience. Toy Story 2 has been far overshadowed by its prequel and sequels, whilst Up has held the test of time. Uh, There's 10 years difference between Toy Story 2 and Up, and there is 10 years difference between now and up and up has managed to maintain an impact whereas toy story 2 has now since been overshadowed by many many other films uh constantly referenced and still refreshingly bold and heartfelt even today after 10 years later up is the best disney film all right well said miranda you have three minutes you will have no warning you'll just be cut off by darkwing duck at the end of the three 
to tell me why Toy Story 2 is a better Disney film than Up and your time starts when you start talking. Okay, let's talk stats for a minute. Um, you've compared box office, but let's talk about box office comparison dollar for dollar, which doesn't include um, or in take into account inflation. If you look at box office from a percentage of its budget, uh, Up had a almost double the budget of Toy Story 2. Uh, so percentage-wise, uh, its US opening was 64% of its budget for Toy Story 2 and only 39 for Up. And its gross worldwide, 553% of its budget for Toy Story 2 and only 420% of its budget for Up. Um, it, as far as critical response goes, they tend to be fairly on par, although Rotten Tomatoes did give Toy Story 2 a 100% rating to Up's only 98. They're equal on Metacritic, equal on CinemaScore, and in Critics' Choice, 100 out of 100 for Toy Story 2 and 95 out of 100 for Up. If you do a search of Pixar films by ranking and the first page results, 8 out of 12 rank Toy Story 2 higher than Up, with only 4 out of 12 ranking uh, Up as higher. Um, one of the uh, qu uh, quotes that I liked said, um, Pixar is a goodie, but it's, uh, sorry, up, is a Pixar goodie, but just maybe not as good as you remember. They're pointing out that the extended flashback at the beginning is a very memorable moment and people tend to forget what actually happens in the rest of the film. Um, yes, Up won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but as we pointed out before, the category didn't even exist when Toy Story 2 was released. And in 1999, I'm confident Toy Story 2 would have won out over possible contenders Tarzan and South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, especially considering that Toy Story 2 was um, a far higher grossing film than either of those. Um, Char Yu Tree from a random website described <laughs> Up vs Toy Story 2 in much the same way that I do. Up packs quite the emotional wallop but so does Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 2 has the benefit of being a sequel to one of my all-time favourites and that is a positive meaning watching the movie was like seeing old friends again. It also far outclasses Up in the humour category. Um, there was something else I was going to mention. Um, you said that it was overshadowed by its sequels, and I simply disagree. Toy Story 2 has a much stronger storytelling element than either of its sequels, and the introduction of the Roundup Gang was such a beautiful addition to the story. Um, oh, my God. How much time do I still have? 30 seconds. <laughs> So final thoughts, when you, <laughs> look, when it comes down to it, I don't enjoy watching Up nearly as much as I enjoy watching Toy Story 2. The melancholy start leads into a slow-paced film with a lot of negativity. Carl is a grumpy old man for far too much of the film to make him likeable to me, even when he turns it around in the end. Despite the colourful balloons, Kevin and the occasional inexplicable green forest scene, why didn't they just walk around the cliff? Um, the colour palette of the film is quite dark and moody. The music is good and accompanies the film well, but it lacks joyfulness. Toy Story 2 <laughs> Also, my mum said it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if your mum said. Well, I don't think we can fact can check we this yeah, right fact check now. That. Um, can we <laughs> get her on the, can we get her on the phone? <laughs> do we do dialing okay. guests? So I have, I have, I have some notes <laughs> to review. Um, yeah, do you have some facts? I do to check? have a fact check. Um, something you said that Toy Story 2 was actually meant to be a director uh, DVD sequel. I thought you said that. Uh, no? They I mean, both we, referenced we both it did. at some point. It, yes. it was, but, yes. but Disney looked at it and said, this is too good. Let's After Toy Story sold well, they went, 
Mm, so that one was a big tick. And I couldn't find the website that you referenced that Charlie somebody somebody said something something. <laughs> um, so I will a, look into that. It's a um, a ranking Dark web. site that puts <laughs> oh, pits movies I know against the, yeah, each other yeah, 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 yeah. and people vote for one or the other and put in a comment. Oh, so you should was, do that in a podcast. That, that was one cool. of the comments. Okay, so while Everything I make my decision, correct. take a moment, tell each other what you like about the other person's film. I mean, that Sarah McLaughlin song will destroy me every right? single Stop time. It. I am in tears. And uh, specifically Jesse, and I even had to put this in my debate because Jesse's story is literally like, to me, the beating heart of the film. Um, it's meant to be. And, and represents even more of the theme than, say, Woody does. Um she, Joan Cusack, like that, that's an inspired casting choice because you wouldn't think, oh, Joan Cusack, cowgirl, but <laughs> that it was just such a great because she can embody like just f- full blown unironic um, joy. Yes, in it, and it, it's it's a really good thing. And I honestly like I I adored like Zerg. And and that 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 play like just oh as you a enjoyed kid, the trope did I you because I was a child when I watched <laughs> it and I, I I literally adored it because it was just fun um, and I was that was the first time I was able to go oh I get the reference I get that reference you know yeah. oh it's Star Wars because I've also seen Star Wars and now they're making a joke about it here because that was one of the first films that does sort of a parody. Uh, you know, because the, the the parodies at the time were like scary movie and stuff like that, which you weren't allowed to see because they were very dirty movies. <laughs> and so this was the first time you were able to get into that intertextuality as a part of narrative storytelling, which I I was a fan of. Mm. Um, I do I do like that opening sequence of up. I mean, it's. It, I remember when it came out and all of the publicity around this film basically said, if you don't cry in the first five minutes of this <laughs> film, you're dead inside. Um, and that's probably true. Um, I I really enjoy some of the side characters like... A, um, Point. <laughs> Point. Um, and um, Kevin is a wonderful, beautiful delight. Um, I think that, that aside from the... Um, the problems with physics. I mean, yeah. the the whole the house taking flight moment is, is it made of polystyrene? Uplifting. I actually always cite that one as one of my favorite moments in the movie. I tear up when it's just that music cue. It's that's the going music, with, yeah. It's, it's and that, incidentally, that is that Carl goes up yeah. is the one track that's on yeah. that Disney um, greatest hits. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I would have thought it would have just been the. No, no, it's not the waltz. It's Carl goes up, um, but. Yeah, the 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 use of music throughout the film is is really good, but I'm, he's a very good composer. I think I like his work on The Incredibles better. Yeah, it's but it's interesting how like how, how much range he has, and he then he's being criticised for like on Marvel being like the most generic scores ever. But then he's got this range. The guy's mm. got the range to do anything. Like I think that he makes smart to, choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I made my decision. <laughs> oh I'm very nervous about this one. This is this is really difficult. Do you ever feel like this is just going to break your friendships with people? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, if that's a threat, it's not going to affect me. <laughs> We're all friends here. We're all friends here. Um, I adore both of these films, um, and I have since I first saw both of them in theaters. And it is interesting that it was ten years between the two, and then now it's been ten, 10 years since Up. Um, so those spans. I didn't realize that until the middle of the debate, and I'm like, "Oh, work that into the final statement because <laughs> that sounds poetic." <laughs> now, now, Shane, you you gave me a lot to work with 
when you were criticizing Toy Story 2. Um, Miranda didn't give me as much to work with against Up, but... She I could, gave me, if you give me you a gave bit more time. so much to work with for Toy Story 2. And so really trying to figure out what I can give to both films, a lot of time was spent on, uh, on grosses and critical acclaim. But then, Shane, after spending so much time on that in your closing argument, you said the lasting impact, is it critical acclaim? No, it's not. Is it box office? No, it's not. It's what resonates with the audience. And Miranda went and gave me some stats of what the audience actually thinks, which counts against Up, being that Toy Story 2 consistently gets ranked slightly higher. That being said, it is a sequel, and the fact that it was intended to be a straight-to-video does count against it a little bit, even though it was pushed up, and it is a great film in and of itself, the fact that it wasn't the original intent to be this this uh, masterpiece of a follow-up does that up was always intended to be, you have to take that into account. Both have stellar casts, both have stellar scores, both have great emotional impact. I think we all agree that Up is a more mature film and Toy Story 2 is a more juvenile film and that's just a difference in the audience. Both are is totally suitable for every... <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to be ties. There's no points here. This is right. this is only arguments and lose, debates. Kids. So when it, when it comes down to it, I will admit that Up is the only movie I've seen as an adult that has made me cry in the cinema. Um, but when you think of what film I reference more constantly in my day-to-day life, it's Toy Story 2. So, when it comes down to which is the better Disney film, I have to side with Shane's argument that it is audience resonation and that means that Toy Story 2 is the better Disney film. Oh! oh. You, worded, you worded that correctly. I'm getting better at wording it in, in a way that surprises people. So congratulations, Miranda. It was very well fought. And picking up on that on that on the on the stipulation that Shane threw out there was a masterful masterful third act stroke uh, all the way through like I didn't know which way this was going to go um, because there's so little to pick on in each of these films and I like I love Up Up is probably my favourite Pixar film but when you get down to it I think in the overall canon Toy Story 2 is the one that people consistently go oh but Toy Story 2 though when you ask them what their favourite Disney film is so Congratulations. When she loved me, when it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well and, debated, guys. Jesse is a great character, a great introduction of yeah. a character. Well done, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, Shane. Thank You're you so much for valiantly. having me. Um, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Miranda, for putting up such a good fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's devastating. <laughs> I'm uh, happy, sure. but uh, yeah. And congratulations, uh, Miranda. We'll see you in the next round. I have to do this again! <laughs> you might have to do this three more times. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can do it. And, more research. But next time you will have a team, so you yes. will have a partner. Shane, you want to be on my team? I will see. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we will see. We'll let the hurt pass. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you uh, once again, thank Carly, you. for uh, fact-checking us all the way to the end. Thanks, guys, for doing such an amazing job that my job was kind of negligible. <laughs> Adored it. Love you, Beth. Um, if you think I've made the wrong choice, which... Again, this is one of the ones that I'm anticipating the poll to go right down to the to the wire. You is can there another wild card round? There isn't, but I'm just putting the polls up so that people can have their say to see whether they agree with me or not. <laughs> yeah, and then if they disagree, it doesn't matter. Too bad. <laughs> look, look, there will have to be a second season of this sometime, okay. so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, so you can find the biggest that. Biggest loser season. <laughs> you can so find that was the celebrity biggest. That was it's mean. like the celebrity version of the <laughs> of the sh- the reality show. You gotta live. Okay, you can find that poll on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to find out all, of, find all of the old episodes, you can go to our website. That's not canon.com forward slash Disney vs Disney. And Hashtag Radaspewy. <laughs> Okay, hashtag Radispewy, why not? Uh, And until then, keep watching Disney, everyone. Bye. I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinga. The Devil. And a mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world come join us uh, that's not kind of productions podcast forward it's the one move we're all ready to take and at the audi moving forward sales event we're ready to help you on that journey all audi dealerships are now open with tailored solutions to suit your individual needs like the audi a6 saloon with pcp finance from only 499 euro per month now is the time to make an appointment Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. Terms and conditions apply. Has your car insurance increased this year? Stop. Don't pay it until you call Sheridan Insurances. Our friendly team of experts are here to speak to you and understand your needs. We search over 15 insurers to get you the best insurance policy, leaving you more time and money to enjoy the important things in life. Shop local. Call Sheridan Insurances today. Sheridan Insurances Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.